Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Jason. I was just thinking today that it felt like it had been a long time since we recorded a podcast, but it was just last week. I don't know why it seems like weeks since we've done one. Uh, it's just been been a busy week, I think. Maybe that's why. It has well, been. Well, busy for you. I haven't done much, but busy it's for been you. Yeah, it's been crazy busy. Every time I'm like, yeah, once my grades are turned in, which my semester's over and I'm done with those dang kids for a while... I always feel really great at the beginning of the semester. I'm like, yeah, I love teaching school. I love my students. Go English. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I never want to do this again. I hate all you kids. Like, <laughs> it's inevitably how it goes. But I was so ready for the summer break. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I, and I have like a billion books because that's what I like to do. I'm like, oh, I have like eight from the library. I went to Half Price Books and bought like eight more um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go meet this friend. Oh, I'm going to go help my grandma do this. Oh, yeah, I got to, I'm going to clean the entire house. Like everything I've put off the whole semester, I'm like, okay, now's the time. And I'm like, well, I thought I was just supposed to relax. Well, well, let's, helping your grandma is not really your choice. That's true. <laughs> so all those other things are your choice. The grandma thing is, I would really love it if you could come help me. And by that, I mean, help me now. Well, I feel like I should, but yeah, so much for a quiet summer. I'm still teaching this summer, but it's only one class and it's online. So I feel like I'm going to have a lot of extra time. So that's why I'm like, ooh, all the books. And now I'm like, you do not have that much extra time. <laughs> uh, and it's the changing of seasons. Like Ohio's decided, okay, winter's over, forget spring, we're right to summer. So uh, I need to change out all the clothes. It's a madhouse here, pretty much. Just a complete madhouse. I mean, it usually is a madhouse, to be fair. <laughs> that's, that, that's normal. Yeah, it's just like uh, all kinds of extra activities. You know, I always, and every summer I'm like, okay, this summer, you know, we're going to have like this great schedule every day. And like the kids are going to do this and they get up and I'm going to get a chore chart. And, you know, we're going to have like educational activities and that's going to fall apart in like a week. I, I still can't stop myself from thinking it, but I know I'll be like, hey, I don't care. Today we'll just watch TV all day because I just, I mean, there's 12 billion loads of laundry. Good luck. You know. Yeah, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. <laughs> Who knows how it's going to turn out? So, um, this isn't this is not witty banter or zany banter. This is just apparently a therapy session for me. Yeah, it needs to happen sometimes. I guess. Sorry, everybody, that you had to like sit through this. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have news and crowdfunding, so I guess I should talk about board games now. Hey. Which is what Jason would like me to do with my summer instead of wanting to read all the time. No comment. I feel like you should know what you were getting into when you met me. I was an English major at the time. No surprise. Yeah, it's fine. You like boring books. I got it. I like amazing books. You don't know. So for news and crowdfunding, um, I have one from GameFound. I still don't. I still am not very good with this website. Um, doing my best here. Best here. Uh, thankfully. Mike is out there doing the hard work, beating the pavement. And then he's like, oh, yeah, this one's good on GameFound. I'm like, okay, I will try to use my brain and figure it out. And the game I want to talk about on GameFound is called Damask, which is, you know, like a cloth, right? Um, and it's silk and woven into patterns. The reason it's called Damask is that fabric was first made in Damascus. Interesting. Huh. Okay, for those who care about theme, what you're doing in this game is you are taking these cards. It looks like it's a, um, a set collection. No, I wouldn't say set collection. What is it? Contract fulfillment? I would say contract fulfillment. Because you take like a, a pattern of damask that you want to work on. And there's this kind of cool wheel that you pull cubes of different colored silk from that you're going to use to... Um, fulfill the different colors needed for the damask pattern. And so what happens is you can spin the wheel and take as many cubes. You start at any point and you can take as many cubes as you can until you have two 
of the same color, like from that you pulled, I think from the wheel itself. So that's kind of interesting. And then you can take um, cubes from like, like of different kinds of soak from players overstock. It gives them like these cool favor tokens, which are really helpful. Um, But you are able to complete your patterns and then you mount them. And if they're like, part of the fashionable ones you're going to get favors from the weavers guild those favors can have all kinds of uses they're going to really help you so there's like basically only four main actions um but there are lots of different choices and it's it's really pretty like you you and you get to like spin this wheel to pick up cubes um, and it's like ooh, where do i need to go so i can get as many cubes as i can before i get to the same color like it seems like there's some interesting little choices there. So I like that. Uh, so if you're into weaving or you like the idea of a spinning cube thing or, you know, just want to try something new, check out Damask. It's on GameFound. There are 11 days left um, on the campaign and it is $33. Yeah, so I like the way this looks. And the reason I was initially into this is because this is the company that did that Die of the Dead game where you're uh, shaking the coffins with the oh, dice and climbing up the yeah. steps. And it has a similar vibe to it. Like, they do really funky art. Like, that one's like the Day of the Dead art. But this one's still... It's, if You can tell it's them, I think, by looking at the box. And I like that game. So I feel like this one's probably, you know, in the same vein, but... That wheel is pretty cool in the middle where you're grabbing the cubes. And any game that has cubes, I'm automatically in for. So, sounds cool. Yeah, this one looks good. Yeah, I think they're estimating like maybe like 10 bucks in shipping costs to the U.S. So, that's not too bad either. Nope. All right. So, the next one, uh, I got to be honest. Kickstarter, it's looking a little rough for me right now. There are games on there and I'll like save them to look at them later. And then I get back to them and I'm like, this looks really dumb. Got to be honest. Pickings are thin. We're coming to summer, coming to con season. So people aren't putting as much stuff out on Kickstarter. I get it. So I picked a few that thematically are interesting to me. They may not be the best games, but they're worth a look. The first one is called Murder and Co. Murder and Company. And this is the second um, game from these, this group. Um, so the second one's called Fallen Star. The first one, oh, I used to, I. I saw the name of it. They had done this before. So it's a, basically like a, a murder mystery type subscription box. I don't know why they call it a subscription box because it's one box. <laughs> I, I yeah, that that's not what a subscription means. <laughs> I, I know. Like, I don't understand that. Oh, Snow Angel was the first one. But you get the box. It's about this, like, um, young woman who goes out to Hollywood in, like, the late 70s, 80s, um, falls in with the wrong crown gets ends up being murdered so they send you a box all kinds of different things like and not this is not just like consulting detective um but it's a little bit more where you're getting um like objects even um like an old camera or like in their their sample picture like there's this fringe like coin purse. There is uh, this kind of soap dish that looks like an ace of spades. Uh, there's postcards and letters and uh, just all sorts of like coasters and uh, hotel key tags, Diff- an earring maybe. So all these different kind of objects that all kind of interrelate. There's red herrings. There's, you know, good information there. All these things to kind of help you. Um, piece together what happened in this mystery. So it really encourages you to make a murder board, um, you know, connect things, use the objects, like just kind of use it to strategize and figure out who the characters are and stuff and deduce. And um, there's like ciphers and just different things to, to sort through, which I always think is cool. Another thing I like about this is this is by a company called... Um, it's three women called Murder Mamas, <laughs> which I think is awesome. And uh, I like the idea of supporting women in gaming. And I also like murder, like not to commit murder, but to listen to a true crime podcasts to solve cases like this. Um, so I'm like, man, this, this seems pretty cool. Now, my only thing is it, it's a little... Oh, but see, this one says 
finish box three. Okay, I'm so confused. This is my issue. I'm confused on how this stuff works. So if you go to back this project, there are a bunch of different levels, and I don't understand what they all mean. I thought I did. Um, and they encourage you to like DM them, so maybe that's the way to go. No, uh, no. If you're on the Kickstarter page, they need to fully explain it to you. You don't need to go DM them for additional questions. That's dumb. Well, so like there's like a pledge for like 25 bucks and you get a digital download of episode one of our newest story, Falling Star. And then you get it comes a print old PDF with all these like an access to a hints and tips page. I don't understand what that means, because then for $75, you can get all six digital episodes of the fallen star story so maybe it's six boxes maybe it's and like i don't do they all build in the case are they all about the i don't i don't know then there's a level 85 where you get like their first one the first uh snow angel story and the fall this new fallen star one um i think you get all the digital downloads for that i don't but then what then if you want all the, no, box one with the stuff to come to your door is $130. Um, and you get the digital episodes. Okay. But then if you pledge $300, you get all six physical boxes with the, they keep calling them gifts. So I'm wondering if you can solve them without the actual stuff and you can just look at it on I don't PDF. know. It sounds, it sounds convoluted. I know, like, I really want to be a part of it, but I'm so confused. <laughs> so if you want all six physical boxes of these things and episodes, do they all relate to one case? Yes. Um, is each one a different solvable murder? I don't know. That's 300 bucks. Just send the, the, the designer a message and he'll let you know, or they'll let you know. They'll let you know. Um or, yeah, if you are probably smarter than me, go check out the Kickstarter page and tell me that I'm an idiot and miss the explanation um, because it's absolutely possible and probably plausible. Um, but I like a good murder mystery. So um, if you want to solve the mystery of how this Kickstarter works, go check out Murder and Company Falling Star on Kickstarter. <laughs> There's five days left um, to get the digital episodes. I think all six is $130. Um, all the physical boxes is like $300. That's all I know. Help me out. <laughs> yeah, let's move on from convolution to the next one. The next one sounds exciting. The next one you're going to love, Jace, and I love it mostly because of theme. And I want to talk about all-time wrestling, the wrestling card game. Okay. What? This is a card game about wrestling? I would have never guessed. A card game about <laughs> wrestling. Not only is it a card game about wrestling, it features on the Kickstarter um, an actual like video message from Kurt Angle himself. That's, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. The 13-time world champion. Just want to point that out. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, so in this game, it's, it's when you back it at its most basic level, it's a two-player Kickstarter. There are also solo modes. There's also four-player um, modes, but you just have to back it higher. So I'll talk about those a little bit later. So in this game, you are playing a wrestler. Okay, right? It's like a battle, um, kind of a battle game, but it's not turn-based. So what happens is players battle over who has the initiative. So the person who has the initiative, they're the attacker. And so it's a chance to deal damage or actually like pin your opponent. They don't really explain the initiative system and how you do that, that I can Gameplay's not important. Come on. We just want to talk about the wrestlers that are in this game. Well, so you have like your player board for your wrestler. Um, so when you have the initiative, you spend stamina, you play these attack cards. The opponent can try to block or reverse or use their special ability to try, try to block your attack and then regain the initiative. So that's one way to get the initiative. Then if like the defender can't block you... Roll a dice um, to get the target number that you need to the attack. And there's some modifiers and stuff. So it's not like, you know, if you're like, okay, I want to do leg scissor move. I got to roll a certain thing. And the attack successful. You deal damage. You get momentum, which is really true in a real match. You can, like, then use that momentum to help you pin your opponent or do, like, a combo or use, like, your cool special ability. Like, for example, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage 
has a special ability called Macho Madness that you can do. Um, and, and then you're kind of going back and forth then to try and be the first person to pin your opponent. They're saying that matches usually take, I know I read that somewhere, um, like 20 minutes. So pretty quick. But like you're in a wrestling match, man. Like that's so fun. So this through this card and dice experience. Now, at the basic level, you don't get all of the cool wrestlers, okay? So that's why I want to, if you're a wrestling fan like me and Jason, we love some professional wrestling in this house. Even my, even our youngest daughter loves it. The base, Kickstarter edition, only 29 bucks, right? You get Kurt Angle, the British Bulldog, Jax Felix, and Makundi Shimba, Okay. They got their own unique attack deck, player board, special abilities. Really cool. But, but if you're like me, I want the Legends. So you want to go to the Kickstarter Legends editions, which gives you Andre the Giant, Randy Savage, plus Kurt Angle, British Bulldog, Jax Felix, and Rakunda Shimba. I want to play as on. I thought I, I followed this game on Facebook, and I thought they said they signed Roddy Piper's likeness, too. Ooh. So I, I saw that. It wasn't that long ago, because they have to get the licensing agreements and all that, and they've been posting right, right. them as they trickle in. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that I saw Roddy Piper. So maybe Roddy Piper will be in there by the end of the end of the campaign, which would be pretty Yeah, cool. it might be as they're building the campaign. Um, I'm just excited. I know Giant Macho Man. Like, I'll do that. Now, that's only for two-player games, which is still cool. I mean, I'll play Andre versus Macho Man any day or British Bulldog. 54 bucks for that. But if you want to play with two to four players, so you can do tag team, you can do last man standing, you can do cage matches, you want to go for the deluxe edition, Double Trouble, which is 67 bucks. Still pretty cool. You even get a cage match board to go along with that. Love it. If you're like, I'm going to play solo mode or I want to play campaign mode with storylines and skill updates and face and heal abilities. Oh, man. And drama. The the wrestling drama. The wrestling drama. Plus two additional wrestlers, uh, Ray Ellen Trepido Jaguar and Oda Surugi, which some of these, they have their own wrestlers. They made them up. You need to go in all or nothing, $99. That, I mean... there's so many options here. Amazing. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and if and if Roddy does show up, that would be amazing. If Roddy cause... shows up, we're we're backing this. Like that's all I can say. <laughs> I love me some Roddy Roddy Piper. Absolutely. Now I'd love to see. There's so many. There's so many wrestling legends that I I want to see on this. Oh my gosh, you know Mick Foley. Come on. Well, any of Mick Foley's. Personas, Cactus Jack, um, Mankind. No, Dude Love. Dude Love is the worst of (laughs) McFoley's personas, people. Everybody weigh in. Who's the? If any of you know anything about wrestling, who's the best version of McFoley? He wrestled as himself. There's Dude Love, who's stupid. Cactus Jack, who's got the barbed wire baseball bat. Or mankind, mankind is probably the best. But Sacco. I know. Thank you. So don't even act like Dude Love. I do like Dude Love though, because Dude Love's like a goof. Stupid stupid so i I think that would be really cool i hope maybe if this does well then they'll do more expansions and have like try to get more wrestlers um are you sure it's this game because i'm looking at the i'm absolutely positive absolutely positive because i saw when they talked about kurt angle and macho man yeah because he's update on may 10th and i i maybe they were in talks with roddy piper but there was some discussion and roddy piper was drawn in some art so, Ooh, yeah. Okay. I was trying to see if there, maybe I need to look at like the stretch goals. Cause I normally just skip over that. Cause I'm like, yeah, whatever. Four playable wrestlers. That's what's in it. Okay. Two more wrestlers, Macho Man, Andre. And I tried to look it up on Facebook, but they were, they've been posting in a group and their community is like, um, private and I am not a member yet. So, and they probably will kick you out anyway, because you're like the worst in, Facebook no, I, I would just I would just watch. I, I have nothing to say on this. I just wanted to follow for um, the updates. Man, solo mode like you have like a wrestler's career. You can choose if you're going to become a baby face. Or you're going to be a heel. You've got rivalries. You're upgrading your skills. Dang, oh man, that sounds awesome. It. I don't 
see. Oh, no, yeah, I didn't see him either. Sledgehammer. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. But I, I saw it. And maybe it's not this one, but what are the chances of another wrestling game with similar characters and similar art having Roddy Piper? So, I, yeah, I don't know. This is true. This is true. So it sounds like stuff is unfolding. It's absolutely funded. Um, I I guess we're just... We may, maybe we're the only crazy people that are into what my mother always called big time wrestling. Um, There's 277 backers on the project, so nope. Clearly well, I mean, not. from like people in the Riveted. I don't know who in the Riveted is into it. Oh, tell true. us. Tell me who your favorite wrestler is of all time. I'm going to tell you mine. Dude, Shawn love. Michaels. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Heartbreak Kid. You were dumb. HBK. He was like my first. This is how, this is all, all kinds of things revealing. This is how nerdy I am. First crush, celebrity crush. It was Shawn Michaels, a professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. We should just edit that out because that's embarrassing. Oh my gosh, I don't care. I don't care. So anyway, check out All Time Wrestling, the wrestling card game. Thirteen days left in that Kickstarter. If you're gonna go like all in, nine hundred bucks, I would highly recommend the Legends at the very least for fifty four. And that's the exciting end to news. All right, so let's jump into some games played. And we played a lot of games this weekend, this last weekend, um, because we had a weekend away where we had some friends over and we just played some board games. I missed out on a little bit because I had a concert. And, um, but yeah, we still got some games played. And we played different games, but we did manage to play at least these three together. So we're going to talk about these three. And the first game we're going to talk about is... A game from the Italians, because we love the Italians. And it's called Alma Mater. And we played this with our friend Matt. Uh, it was his first time playing. And we played it correctly this time. So this is our second time playing this correctly. <laughs> we played it like, I don't know, six or eight times. We've only played it <laughs> correct twice. <laughs> so effectively what you're doing in this is you are running a university. And you are um, hiring professors. You're getting students to come to your university and basically how that works is through some worker placement. You're going to go to these different sections on the board to hire, buy people's books. I don't know why. Um, hire professors, get students, get money because you got to have money, and then maybe turn money into points. The cool thing about this is the worker placement. You're never really blocked out of an area. You can just go there with one more worker than is already there. So if I went there with one, Katie wanted to go there. She'd have to send two workers to that space to take the action. So you can do it. It's costly because you only have four to six workers. So you could be spending a lot of your round going to this one section, which is no bueno. Um, but you're doing all that kind of stuff over a course of six rounds, kind of building your own player board up, building your tableau with these professors, activating the professors to score a bunch of actions and points, and just trying to be the person to have the most points at the end of the game. And that's it. It's the sequel of sorts to Coimbra, I think in art and theme only i don't know how they're connected but this is a really good game playing it correctly makes it even better um because you're playing it correctly um but i really enjoyed it so what do you think about alma mater this time i liked it um i feel like we haven't played it in such a long time that every time we play is a new one i'm like oh yeah this is great um there's a lot of stuff going on in this game, but again, some of my favorite mechanisms are happening where there are so many different ways to score points, and you can go in whatever way possible, like collecting students and even especially getting the students that give you end-of-game points and kind of using those to greatest effect. Um, professors are difficult to get just because some of them require so many books, and you have, you have to spend turns getting your own books and getting... Uh, books from other players and having this variety of colors and that they need to be available. They're not always available when you want them to be available. Like it is a really, there's some really serious tension. You have to kind of plan ahead because you're like, I want to do this. Oh, I don't have the books to do that. What kind of books do I need? How do I get them? Um, Cards that give you, or like the professors will give you different abilities that you can use. Uh, Just a lot of, really good stuff happening in this worker placement game. I love, I love the little books. They're like little, they're really little books and like fun colors. And I just, (laughs) of course that appeals to me Um, more than anything. I love to handle the books. Um, But yeah, it's just a really thinky, but not um, like, I wouldn't say like Vitella sort of insurmountable kind of thinking, just very much um, 
I, I can't, you kind of have to plan a couple turns to put your plan into action, but I think you do have enough time to actually see it to fruition. So I, yeah, I think it's, it's super good. And I think the theme is fun and different. And I mean, I don't want to say pasted on in some ways, but it's not really that vital, but it's, it's cool. No, it's a Euro game with a theme. That's, <laughs> that's how it goes. Oh uh, yeah, it's a good game. I like it. I still probably like Coimbra better. It's it feels cleaner and smoother to me, but I do really like Alma Mater. Uh, so next up was a game that we've played. I don't know, three, four, five times, and it is called Belgian Beers Race. Now I I wanted this real bad last year. It came out at Gen Con. We had, or Origins, one of the two. We actually bought this at the con with uh, above my pricing limit because that's how bad I wanted it. And man, mm. is it good. It's so good. Uh, so this is, all this game is, is it's a race around Belgium to visit breweries, taste beers, buy beer, and then maybe make some cheese. And you're trying to go, go visit as many of these breweries as you can, which is going to help you score points. If you're there first, you're going to get these little bottles or coasters, which are more worth more points. Um, certain breweries have a different shape around them. There's a compass, a hex, a meeple, and a heart. They're going to let you move up on a track, which will give you more points uh you if you run into another player at a brewery you're going to toast them which could you know what ultimately gives you both points but it could cause someone to pass out because they have to toast you and if they're already too intoxicated bad times uh you're going to play over two or three rounds we always play three rounds because two is too short uh and then you want to by the end of the third round you need to make sure you're back in the grand palace or whatever it's called or you're going to lose 15 points for every space that you're away uh, there's a little more to it than that. Like hitchhiking is how you move, biking, busing. They all have their pros and cons. At a certain point when you're too intoxicated, you can't ride your bike anymore because you're drunk. Uh, you may sit on the bus too long because you're drunk and you forget what stop you're getting off. So there are some pros and cons to all the transportation methods, but effectively moving around the map, visiting breweries, trying to score the most points. Uh, we do have some characters and events that next time we play this, I'm going to bust those out because I want to play them. Just to see yeah. what it adds to the game, because I think, you know, it'll make it a little bit deeper. But I love this game. It's so good. Um, your friend Jamie hadn't played it, and her brother-in-law bought it after he saw our video and loved it. So she wanted to try it. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think everybody liked it, but I love it. So wh- how do you feel this time? Every time we play this, I like it even more, like legitimately. I'm always like, this is so fun, like managing your time. To be fair, I actually did better this time than I normally do. Normally, I like pass out drunk the first day. And it really same. I I actually scored some points this time, so that's good. Um, I don't remember who won, but it was probably Matt or Jay. I think it was Jamie actually. No, it was me. I think it was me. Oh yeah, it wasn't me, so I, I block it out. But I feel like we were kind of close on this one. Whereas, like, I whipped the pants off all you at alma mater. Like, almost yeah, that's lapped that's you. True. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Um. But let's, I think let's not this, talk about it. <laughs> I think this is a lot closer. And there's there's so many options. You're you want to get. I personally want to get the in game goals. I think that's why I won because I hit every single one. Um, but you're also doing that in a way that makes sense, in a way that is using the time well, um, and it's not making you pass out drunk. Uh, and to keep yourself from getting drunk, you're like, well, maybe I should bike to like get myself sobered up on my track here. But biking takes longer. And so you're using more of your time, which means you have less turns or you're like, man, if I ate some cheese, I wouldn't be so drunk. And it's like, where is the cheese? Like every time you need cheese, you cannot find a brewery that also makes cheese. So there's just a lot of fun, interesting things in this. Um, Not a lot of player interaction, which, of course, is something that you really enjoy. I mean, there's a little bit. In some ways, when you can like toast each other if you're in the same spot, but even with four players, we still did not get into the same spots that often. We kind of spread out to do our own thing. Um, yeah, it's super fun, and the theme is hilarious, in my opinion. So I love it. Oh yeah, like the thing that I love about this game is you just have to know how you're moving around, and you have to know the three actions that happen when you're at the brewery. There's really not a lot going on, but path that you take how you're going to take it do you want to try to meet up with people and get them drunk when they're already pretty drunk (laughs) like there's just a bunch of fun stuff to do in this game right and it's a theme that is like not in any other games that i've seen which is pretty cool too i don't even i'm not a big like brewery hopper but it's still a cool theme all right so the last game we played is a game that i really enjoy and i want to play it more but 
after playing this time, I realized why I don't play it more is because the setup and teardown sucks. And that is Champions of Midgard with both expansions. Uh, we played this at four players. It was me, Katie, Brandon, and did Matt play this? Yeah, Matt, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And effectively what this game is, is it's a worker placement game where you're sending your workers out to these different spaces on the board and you're trying to collect dice, which are like weapons or different Vikings. They're technically Vikings, but each of the Vikings has like a specialization in weapon. There's like spear weapons, axes, uh, bow and arrows. Uh, there's like a berserker in one of the expansion that just goes in there, guns ablazing, and then kills himself. Um, so you're just trying to collect these dice and then you're going to send your workers out to fight these different kinds of monsters. There's a troll that you have to defeat or it makes everybody get this token. That's real bad. In, uh, the expansions, there's, uh, I forget what they're called. Burgersers, like berserkers. There's some berserkers you can fight. There's droggers and there's monsters that are down at the bottom that you have to take boats to fight and they're harder to fight. They are more risky, but they're worth more points. And the reason you want to fight monsters is you're trying to collect different sets. They're in red, blue, and yellow. And if you can collect different sets of monsters, you're going to score some extra points. And all the monsters are going to give you points as well. So you're trying to get the most points. You're going to do that over the course of eight rounds. Go to the spaces, collect food, wood, money, uh, dice. Use the dice to kill things. If uh, In the expansion, if you your dice die, you get these little tokens of the color of the die. You can cash those in for these awesome bonuses that make the dying of your soldiers not as awful so um so yeah it's it's a fun worker placement game if you haven't played it i would recommend it uh just be prepared to spend about 20 minutes setting up and tearing down because it sucks so what do you think about champions of Midgard? i always like this it is a lot especially because because we play with the mountains and the valhalla expansions i don't necessarily care about the mountains but i feel like valhalla is really helpful especially if you get annoyed by world resolve combat which this has in it i mean amongst a lot of other things so it's not overwhelming um but i like that thematically it that really makes sense that oh you know when i sacrifice my vikings in in battle that i get these they their souls go to valhalla and then there's rewards i mean it's so norse nordic thematic like it's great um and there's just a lot of spaces then on where to place your worker. And, and again, for me, like how deciding how you want to play your game. Are you like, I'm going to fight the troll every time and just shift blame on everybody else. Am I going to go and collect like these end of game cards for extra scoring opportunities? Am I going to use go and get runes to use special powers to make things happen? Am I going to buy my own boat and then use it? You know, try to use that effectively to go fight the like high point monsters, which are going to take a lot, but you know, you got to risk it for the biscuit, right? So there's just a lot of different ways we have, like even like the pimp play mat, which honestly makes it easier. It's still not easy because there's like 12 billion different um, like things you have to set up. But it's because you've got so much variety in the game. So that definitely is a trade-off. Like, I wish there were, um, and there probably is. Someone's probably 3D printed, some, made up some image for that. You people that know those kind of things that I absolutely don't, that you're way smarter than me. Um, to, like, store them almost like, like, like I have through the graciousness of the riveted. Uh, like 3D printed holders that just keep all the different tokens and things in place and you can just set them around the board and go. Like that would be very helpful. The yeah, uh, Chris also mentioned a Plano box. So I think a Plano box could work with like a bunch of different little compartments. I don't know what a Plano box is. It's one of those little like, uh, it's like a plastic box, but it has like individual compartments. So you can get this little tiny like plastic box with like 12 or 13 different compartments that you can put tokens in like a tackle box yeah it looks like a little tackle box but like smaller mm. okay so i think that would be helpful but just just having the play mat is helpful because setting up all those different boards and stuff is kind of, and keeping them together is kind of a pain in the butt but yeah it is it's a fully robust game especially with all of the expansions did i win this too uh, I don't, yeah, you were like, you almost lapped the last player, I think. You were crushing it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about who the last player was. Well, it wasn't me, it was Brandon, so we will talk about that. Brandon was the last <laughs> player, so we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. 
Okay. So yeah, those are some of the games we played. We played individual games, but we just like to talk about the ones that we played together. Yeah, there was so. a game I played where I lost terribly. Like, it was awful. I can't remember what it was. I think I played it with you. Um, I'm trying to like, think what else did I we play. I was like butt lass because I just couldn't get anything together. Let me, let me see. Uh, Unlike Jason, I did not keep track of the games that I played. I remember some. Uh, I may be talking about them in our feature. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't think you played it with me. I think those are the only ones that we played. Hmm. Was it Lords of Vegas? No, I was close. That was like a one point spread. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to work on that. All right. Well, either way, those are the games we played. We're moving on. All right, so we are continuing in our publisher series because, again, we like to talk about games that are old and busted. And by old in the gaming world, it can be two years ago. Like, <laughs> and, and we want to fight against that somewhat. Like, yes, new shiny games, always fun. And we do hit on those and we will talk about those. Um, but we all have collections of games that we've had for years and the games are good. Or there are games that are out there that are recently priced that you're not waiting for kickstarter shipments from barges stuck in the panama canal like there are other good games and we want to keep those you know fresh in people's minds or even for new gamers they're really affordable ways to build your collection and so checking out the publishers and what we like from them is i think one great way to do that so today we're talking about space cowboys which honestly what space games and that's the best thing about it. They don't have a lot of space <laughs> games. That's why I really like Space Cowboys. Like, to be honest, some of my favorite games, like, there are some games I really love made by Space Cowboys. I'm like, you go, Space Cowboys. Um, to not doing space, which is awesome, and to making just really good games. So, again, we don't have a ton of them. I mean, Space Cowboys is a little bit of a smaller I would say, yeah, it's pu- it's new and small. Yes, yeah. Um, but we want to talk about some really quality games, so we're going to count down our top seven space cowboy games. Now, again, um, in my opinion, some of this ranking is complete crap. But on <laughs> this particular publisher, Jason and I have very different rankings. So through his, his magical ranking system, which has skewed everything towards the games he likes, um, we'll present our top seven. Uh, okay, first off, I'll start at number seven because I know you want to talk about number six. <laughs> first off, if it gets a first place vote, it got 10 points. Okay? If it doesn't, and if it gets second, it gets nine. If it gets third, it gets eight. Taking my scores plus your scores puts us where we are on this list. Okay? So it's not like I weighted them in my favor. It's just... I've we voted some of these higher than others, and one of them is too high, in my opinion. And we'll let you talk about that later. Um, <laughs> number seven is the first one that we're going to talk about, and this is one of the earlier games that we got in our collection because it looked cool, and it was a cool piratey theme. And it's called Jamaica, uh, and this is a game where you're taking on a pirate boat. It's basically a race to try to get through uh, past the finish line, which is Port Royal, I think. And yeah. uh, the way you're doing that is you're moving around on the map by rolling these dice and playing these cards. And if you meet up where another pirate ship is, you have to fight them, um, which could send you back or move you forward. Um, but it's you're trying to steal treasure and all that kind of thing and just make it to the finish line first. It's effectively a roll and move game and you know for all intents and purposes, but it's done a, a bit different way, which is why people like it a little bit more than the standard roll and move. Uh, we no longer have this, but we did. I enjoyed playing it for a while, but then I just got, got. I think we played it out, and that's fine. So number seven for us is Jamaica. Yeah, I, I'm in the problem. I'm the reason why we don't have this game anymore, because I was just unimpressed. I'm like, yeah, it's okay, but I think I thought it was too simplistic. I guess we could have kept it for our kids. Well, and it's just one of those games where there's so much combat that you can't do anything. Like if you play at a bunch of players, you're going to be fighting all the time. And that's, there's, it, there was it combat. Makes it, <laughs> I don't yeah, remember that. Yeah. And it, it just adds so much time onto the game. Cause you got to decide how much gunpowder you're going to use. You got to roll the die. And I don't know. It's just, it, it's fine. It's just 
not our jam anymore. And I would say Space Cowboys makes a far superior pirate theme game, which uh, will yes. appear later on this list. Agreed. Okay, number six, the greatest travesty to ever hit this podcast. <laughs> I think it's right where it needs to be. Number six is Sherlock Holmes, Consulting Detective. No surprise, this is my number one. This is my number one. How it got all the way down to stick in number six. Because it was second to last on my list. Because that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. A number one game should not go from number one to number six. Because it's second to last on your list. That's like about number six. So how come it got your ranking? I smoke it, conspiracy. Because you gave it 10 points. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. While you're thinking, <laughs> after you're done talking about it, I'll tell you what happened. All right. So Consulting Detective. I love Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Um, this was originally, I don't remember who put it out a, originally. A starry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, we're up to four sets of this game. There's a fifth one I'll talk about in a minute. Um, so this game, you are, you're playing against Sherlock Holmes. It's what you're supposed to be. To be fair, I don't follow the rules of this game. I make it an activity, which is why Jason doesn't like it. But that's fine. He can be wrong. I mentioned earlier, I love murder. I love games about solving cases. And that's what these are about. So you have a booklet. Uh, most of the sets have 10 cases in them, which is a lot. Um, you can play a solo or cooperatively with other people. Um, I think it works best around i play it a lot at two and sometimes at three two to three i think is is good i would never i should play it solo but i don't like to play by myself so that i don't but if you did this is a great one to do that you get a case booklet that you read an introduction to the case and then you're off um, you have a map of London, you have a London directory. And so you are going down different places, hunting down, finding leads to put together the piece of the puzzle. Once you think you've got it, there's a set of questions that you need to answer to wrap up the case. And there's a little cute little envelope here to the inside of the back of the booklet that you can read and see if you are right, the answers to the questions. And then there's also like a little wrap up where Sherlock and you kind of discuss the case and you can, you know, remedy any holes in the case that you've missed. Love this. The first one is not so great. It was translated, I think, poorly. I've heard a lot of people kind of condemn it. I still think all the cases are solvable. Um, I was able to read through the typos and get over them. Um, I personally think my, f in some ways, my favorite is the second one where, yes, the second, yes, the second one, which has uh, the Jack the Ripper murders. And so you actually work through several cases, which are several of the separate murders that Jack the Ripper committed. And then at the end, you kind of put it all together to solve who you think Jack the Ripper is. And there's a lot of research that went into that. It's fantastic. Like I work most of these with one of my really good friends and she and I like got out different pawns and made like a murder board and we're like connecting like string between the murders to see where they all happened and what happened in what area. Like it was nuts. It was nuts. It's so good. Yes. There's a lot of reading. However, I just played, I played two cases this weekend in the newest one that exists, the Baker Street Irregulars. And um, one of the people I was playing with was like, hey, there's an app. And well, I don't know how I missed it. Uh, it reads the introduction. I don't know if it also then will read the leads. So I don't mind. I generally am the reader. Um, my friend is the note taker. And then if we have a third, they're the one chasing down leads um, in the newspapers, in the directories, all that. It's it's just so fun because when you get it, you're like, yes. Oh, and they did this. And oh, you know, oh, I bet that so-and-so was in it with this person. And that's what happened. Let's go find that lead or let's go talk to Lestrade. It just there's something so satisfying to me as like a crime junkie. There is a new one coming out, and some of you I know in the Riveted are big into your blah, 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 blah Cthulhu. 
Um, it was supposed to come out in March, but it looks like it's set for May. You can actually pre-order it on Mincher Market. And it's Consulting Detective Bureau of Investigation, Investigations in Arkham and Elsewhere. It looks like there's only five cases in this one, which I think is boo-hiss. Um, but you're in like Boston instead of London. You're doing things a little bit differently, which I think they've that Space Cowboys has really been trying to take these and they've made them better each time, in my opinion. In starting with like the third one, which is a Carlton house, you actually have a central location for some of the mysteries, which is a large manor. And so you're going around to these different rooms um, and then you end up in a in a park and you kind of are centraled around the park. So it kind of mixes things up a little bit. In the Baker Street Regulars, um, they added a really great kind of timing mechanism where normally you're like, oh, if I happen to end up at the right place, I get a clue regardless if I know how I got there. In the Baker Street Regulars, after you find out certain bits of information, you are circling um, a letter of the alphabet on this kind of master sheet. And so when you show up at certain places, it'll ask you, have you circled this letter? If you haven't, you find nothing there. Not yet. Um, so then you can come back to a place after you find more information, you understand why you're there. Like, I think they really have made it much more interactive. And then it looks like that's going to be the same with this Bureau of Investigation. So I'm really excited. I, you can tell, I stink and love this game. When I get it, it makes me feel like a genius. When I don't, I want to rip my hair out. But it's hours of entertainment. So I digress. Number six, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. I made up for it being number six by talking about it the longest. Yeah, so now we have 10 minutes to get through all the rest. Uh, this, <laughs> th this is a game. I agree with Katie. Uh, but the way we got the, uh, the rankings is Katie gave it a 10 because it was her number one. I gave it a two because it was my second to last one. There's one I like least. So that gave it a total weight of 12, which put it where it is in this spot. The highest score was a number 18. So it went 18, 16, 15, 13, 13, 12. Gave us the consulting detective. Not my math. It's the way math works. Not my rating. There Fake we go. news. Fake news. All right. So moving on from that, um, two-player game is next. We just picked this up not that long ago. And it's called Jaipur. This is a little two-player game about collecting different resources and then selling them back to score points. Uh, you're also trying to collect camels, which will give you more flexibility in picking up cards and trading cards. And if you had the most camels at the end of the round, you're going to score some extra points. You're trying to be the player that wins two out of three rounds of this game, and you win the game. That's it. It's a little card game with some really cool like uh, tokens and uh, nice art. And I like it. And we both apparently like it because it ranked higher than Consulting Detective. So what do you think about, uh, yeah, do you agree with the five or no? Well, I mean, it's not better than Consulting Detective, but. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Diaper. Um, again, I ranked it kind of lower because I don't like two-player games as much as games that we can include a lot of people. You used um, to like two-player games more. I got tired of playing with you, I guess. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I just like the opportunity for more people to play. Because when, when people come over and I go to look for games, the two play and I'm like, oh, crap, that's two players. Oh, that's two players. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. And two-player games tend to be like a tug of war, and I don't always want that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah that makes sense. So step off me. Uh, you want me to talk about the next one since you talked about Consulting Detective for like 20 minutes? No, I'll talk about the next one. Jaipur's good. Right. Uh, number four, classic game. One of uh, foundational to our collection and one I played the crap out of when we had it. And that's Splendor. Um, I don't know why I like this game so much. I actually haven't played it in a long time. I think I would still like it again. Uh, Splendor is where you are collecting these gems to, I don't know, I, I guess the theme is to curry the favor of these different like nobility type people. But it, ultimately they are worth points. Um, and also when you, when you collect these different people, they'll allow you to kind of have permanent amounts of gems, which then you use to get more and more like point higher point cards or tiles a lot of what i love about this game is the tactileness of it um ours has like these chunky discs um that represent the different colors of gems i like that the different cards you're playing for are these kind of thicker cardboard tiles 
it's really simple to play, um, simple to teach. And so then it becomes like, ooh, what are you going to take? I'm going to get it for you. How, what, you know, what's the best kind of gems to collect? Um, it's a fun, sweet, simple little game. Great for beginners. Great for non-gamers. Um, I really enjoy it. So Splendor, number four. We played this a pile, uh, and it was actually free for a while on the App Store, and I've played this a ton on my phone, too. It's really good. It's just super fast, uh, real quick actions, and just anybody can play it. It's good. All right, so number three is a Martin Wallace game. Yes, there's a Martin Wallace game that has nice art and good production from Space Cowboys. I know. It's rare. Um, and it's called Via Nebula. And this is a game where players are actually picked up the box because we haven't played it for a bit, and I forgot. Uh, you're building these networks in this um, like cloudy town. I don't, I don't know. And um, you have to build networks to get resources back to your crane, which is a building site where you want to build a building. So you're trying to figure out how you want to build these networks so you have access to these goods. You're trying to decide when you want to use the goods. Because uh, you got to claim these tiles that give you a point and put out some goods. And then you're just trying to get some of your stuff done before everybody else gets their stuff done to score the most points. Uh, it's a normal Martin Wallace stuff. It's actually kind of lighter, but it's still, it has that brass vibe where you have to build a network to the ore and the iron. But this is done in a, a better looking way and a simpler package. And, you know, I kind of dig it. So our number three, Via Nebula. This is way too high because now it's, I thought this was the one where you were flying over these cities and you were dropping down through the clouds to get to these different places and get stuff. No, is that that's not the same uh, game? that is cloud age. Okay. That's so then not, yeah, I don't remember this game this at all. I don't know if I've played this game at all, even though you say I have, it should you be played it with, lower. You played it with Chris and Amy and me when that one. I don't one remember night. this game at all. It should not be number three. See, uh, well, fake that, news. That, that's what you ranked it. I didn't do it. You did it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what this game is. I don't. Your your ranking is this one's number six on your list, and it was number okay. one on mine. It should be way down. Six. It should be seven because I don't remember it, but it still should be low. Again, well, either way, this it's, was ranked it's, number one on yours. Yeah, I like. Are this you better serious? Than you yes, I'm serious. We don't own this, do we? Yes. We do? It to us. Yes, it's, I'm looking at the box right now. I just said that. I know, but I was like, no way. We don't own this game. What? This is your number one? Yeah, I like this better than the other ones. How? I can't even I remember like, it, so it can't be I that like good. I like Martin Wallace. Oh, I my gosh. I played it like a couple times by myself and made a video, so I've, I'm playing Are it a little bit Are you such a more. Marty Wallace fanboy that you're blinded by the fact that this game is so unremarkable that I don't even, I confused it with something else that I like better? Uh, I guess if that's what you want to call it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm going to call it. Oy. Let's go to number two, which is an actual good game. and This one's a good game, too. Deserves to be ranked at number two in, oy. And that game is Black Fleet. I alluded to this earlier when I mentioned a space cowboy game with a pirate theme. This is it. Like, this is so good. Is this still out of print or we get the, that fixed? Uh, I think it's still out of print, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. There's a reason it's out of print because it's awesome. And people are snatching up the copies, I guess. But if you can find one, super fun. Now, light game. I absolutely would say that. This is a pickup pick and deliver game. Um, you have a merchant ship. And it's the pieces are freaking adorable. You are picking up cubes, which actually fit into your merchant ship. Oh, it's so cute. And you are sailing to other ports and dropping them off and collecting coins. You know, and it comes with metal coins, like straight up out the box. We didn't pimp yeah, it up. True. Nothing. Metal coins. Legit. So you're collecting your coins. You also not only do you control a merchant ship, you control a pirate ship. So your pirate ship can go around and steal a good, which will fit on the pirate ship, eh? So great. That you can then go bury on an island and get money for your booty as well. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That was really funny. You're laughing? You're 12? Because I said booty? No, you said money for your booty, and I think that's funny. <laughs> My gosh, you're dumb. <laughs> Uh, sorry, everyone, that you have to listen to what's basically a therapy session between Jason and I, like, the whole time. Oh, my gosh. So uh. you do the these things through really interesting card play. So 
on you play cards out of your hand and they have an amount of space movement for your merchant ship one for your pirate ship and then one for either like there's two different ships that operate from the navy and you can use these to block off your opponents to send their pirate ships back to where they came um, they're kind of, it's kind of part of the take that mechanic. You're collecting all these coins, which is going to allow you to flip over um, these cards. Everyone has the same number of cards and the, they're cost the same amount of coins. But when you flip, when you buy each card, it allows you to have a, a special power, which is different for everyone, which is really cool, I think. Um, and so then as you go on and you flip more of these cards, you're able to use more powers which kind of in some ways speeds up the game but encourages other people to get those cards to use those powers really fun game so cool if like your pirate ship gets caught it just goes off the board for a turn comes back in the next one like it's not like yes there's is some take that but it's not to where like i'm taking everything you've worked hard for away even when a pirate ship attacks a merchant ship they take one of the goods so it honestly um it's not like table flipping, rage inducing. It's just, you know, good piratey fun. So that's why it's our number two, which is actually an honest ranking of Black Fleet. <laughs> no, this game is really good. It's It can be really mean too, but when it's your turn again, you just start over. If something sinks, you just start over. It's not a big deal. So it's mean for um, a second and then you forget about it. But it's really good. Pick up and deliver is is a good mechanism. And this one looks really nice as well. All right, so number one, should be no surprise. Uh, we both really like this one. I didn't actually make it my number one, but it still made it my number one. Because it, sh- it should have been compared was, to Via Nebula. It was, Are you it kidding was my me? number two. It was my number two. And it this one is Elysium. And this is, um, what is this? That for Greek gods, right? Greek gods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a game where you are... I don't even know what you, you are, but you're trying to recruit these different Greek gods from, I think there's five different pantheon or five different gods that you're using each game. And you're trying to use them in a couple different ways. If you recruit one and it goes above your board, you're going to have like the special ability of the card. But at some point you need to put them down into your Elysium because that's where they're going to score you points. So you're trying to balance when do you put these kick cards into the Elysium? How long do you leave them up at the top so you can have the special ability and all that kind of thing? And the way that you get cards is through this interesting like pillar system. You have four different colored pillars, and each of the cards are going to require that you have a certain color pillar or pillars in front of you to take the card. Every time you take a card, though, you got to get rid of a pillar. So it could come down where it's your turn for the last turn. You can't take a card because you don't have the appropriate colors of pillars. You just take a card off the top of the deck, which is a citizen, and it goes into your um, active above your Elysium. doesn't do anything for you, but when it goes into Elysium, it can count as a card of a set. So kind of a worthless turn, but it's not all lost. So it's a nice like give and take of when you want to take these cards. What card are you going to take? You're looking around at your opponents to see what they have left pillar-wise, what they're going to take, and you're trying to make the best that you can to score the most points that you can. And that's it. Um, it's criminal that there's no expansions. Uh, everybody, all this gets a ton of like positive vibes on reviews and BGG. I don't know why it's, why it is like it is and there's no expansions and they hate this game. I have no idea. So our number one, Elysium. I absolutely love Elysium. I, I honestly had a hard time deciding if consulting a detective would be at Elysium. As you can see, Jason decided to make the choice for me. Uh <laughs> Elysium is so good. Like, I love it that each of the different gods and goddesses has like their own um, mechanism mechanic they use in the game. And so trying to decide who you want to keep active and who you want to put in your Elysium to like bank points like, oh, chef's kiss on multi-card use on um, easy gameplay, but difficult decisions like Yes, yes, yes. I love banking points for the end and just making power combos. Um, Absolutely needs expansion. You know, there's been chatter repeatedly about it. Um, I just was looking at a Reddit kind of thread that said they said they're making an expansion for it, but they're taking their time with it, which I think that's just a way to pacify me from like. It's a cop out. Raging at the Space Cowboys home office and like threatening to. I don't know, get crazy if they don't make one. 
burn it to the ground. Right. Um, <laughs> salt the earth. Like, I want an expansion. Because it's so right for an expansion. I think it comes with, what, maybe nine? Your choice of nine, nine different gods and goddesses? Yeah, th- there's eight or nine. Yeah, something like that. There's a bajillion of them in the Greek pantheon. And if you run out of those, let's just make the Roman counterparts. And so you just change up the powers. like Or Norse. Whatever you want to do. Right. It well, it doesn't work with the Elysium. Well, that like, oh, that's true. Yeah, it had to be Valhalla then, and all that kind of mess. But there's still there's tons. You've got all kinds of minor gods and goddesses and demigods that you can throw in there. Um, I, there's just so so much you could do with this game, and it's just so it's so good. I actually am like, man, we need to play this again because I stink and love it. So Elysium deserves to be number one, absolutely. Um, there's some honorable mentions that weren't in our top seven. Part of it is we never played them, or I can't remember them. So, uh, Orbis. So we probably or- should have had Via Nebula down here. Uh, we should have. I should have put it down there because I'm like, what the heck, man? I thought it was this Cloud Age game that was really good. <laughs> this game is crap. Uh, I didn't notice that it was a Marty Wallace crap. game, or it would have recommended. No, it's crap. Marty Wallace can't do anything but London, right? Oh, man. You are harsh. You're a jerk. I am. Marty, we need to talk, okay? I'm fine with that. It's not like you listen to our podcast, but if you did. We have a conversation about how you design your games and deep depression that you have obviously found yourself in because you keep writing about the Industrial Revolution. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but I know I could go on here. Orbis, I don't know. There, it's really cutesy looking. Jason swears I played it. Yeah, we played it with, with Chris and Amy. You're do, building like this pyramid of tiles and you're trying to get this like God tile up at the top. We only played it one time. So that's kind of why I left it down here because I couldn't really remember it either. But the artwork is really like cute, and there's something about cubes and each of the like tiles do stuff. It it looks like it's a fun game. <laughs> I don't remember it, but it sounds good. Um, Skull, I did not play. I don't think, but I, I played, you have. I played that. Yeah, it's a little push your luck game where you're trying to get uh, bluff for skulls. Once there's some skulls and there's some roses, and you're trying to um, get not the most be roses. The one. Yes, you're trying not to bust it with skulls or whatever. Yeah. Which the artwork also really cool on that, and we like push your luck. Um, Watson and Holmes, which we have never played, but as you all know, I'm a Sherlock fangirl, so I should. I don't know why we haven't, unless it's some kind of mechanic we don't like. No, it's like it's like a worker placement game where you're getting you go to a spot and you get different cards that are going to help you along with the case. I just think it's harder to find, or I, yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't know why we don't have it. And then the last one is Unlock. I think I've only played one of these, and it was the Wizard of Oz one? Yes. Wizard of Oz, yes. It's like, please tell me I'm thinking the right one. Um, but again, this is kind of the escape room in a box type of things. Wizard of Oz, Oz one was devastatingly hard. So I made a bad choice in starting there, or someone had given it to us or something. Um, I would like to try maybe one that's less difficult to see if I can actually get how to how the game likes to function and then i would move on um but still i love puzzle games and they do have a lot of ones that kind of fit into that like solve a mystery kind of theme for me and so again i love space cowboys um do you want to say anything about these honor mentions before i move on no uh, of all of these i think skull would be my favorite had you played skull i think it would be in our top seven because it's really good it I certainly beat all that vine nebula bs that i know it wouldn't it um i know there are other things space cowboys has makes um time stories being one of them which i'm desperate to play but for some reason i'm really number one i'm confused about it because they have like the regular one time stories and they got these new ones but like the new ones like are separate but the old ones you need like a base game and but it's like really expensive but for some reason no one's reselling them like cheaper because even though you've already played it once, like why would you use it again? I don't know, but I want to play time stories again. That's also space Cowboys. Um, I'm sure there are more, lots more from space Cowboys that we don't know about since I have such a love for them. Tell me what from space Cowboys do I need to play? Should Via I Nebula. No, I've already decided that's enough. <laughs> I haven't really played it and dismissed it. <laughs> You got. You guys know me. You know I like. What should I be playing? Is Time Stories worth me hunting down, resolving to break down and pay the money that it's asking? Please tell us. Tell us on Facebook. Tell us in our Facebook group hashtag The Riveted. If you're not part of that, 
you should be just good quality games, talking about games, helping each other out. Uh, there's our Discord channel chat. There is our Instagrams. There is our YouTube. There is our Twitter. We really like hearing from you guys. Um, it's been a great way to find new games, to get honest reviews from people. Again, that's really what we're here for. We're looking at old games. We're looking at new games. Um, we don't get paid by anybody to do reviews. Uh, Jason cranks them out like nobody's business. My man is a machine with the board game reviews. I am just the derelict that hangs along and criticizes pretty much. <laughs> Talks about how terrible my games that I like are. You, well, if you'd like better ones, it wouldn't be a problem. That's not going to happen and you know that. I know. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm, I took an oath and here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I made my vows. That's when you know, like board gaming really, really tests, tests some. I think we should put that. Let's, let's renew our vows in a couple of years and we'll add in board gaming taste. Okay. Sounds good. I will love you despite the fact that you're a Marty Wallace fanboy and refuse to play any game that is story based. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I, yeah. And I will let you play those games that I don't like. Without you? Yep. How magnanimous. <laughs> We have totally derailed. This episode has totally derailed. I'm sorry. Everyone, God love you for listening to us this whole time. You get a special, the highest of fives throwback from me to you for listening to this episode and putting up with us. Yeah, I'll let Katie give you the high fives. Whoa. They love listening to us. They love my sultry tones. Oh my gosh, Who? what is wrong with you today? <laughs> I don't know. I'm really hungry and I think I'm kind of tired. Okay, we got to cut this short. Like <laughs> it has been long enough. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Um, skip this week. Come back next week. I'll slap Jason around a little bit and we'll try and start again. Yeah, I'll be on better behavior next week, I promise. <laughs> I've been Katie, as regretful as I am to say that, I think. <laughs> and I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. I'm surprised you didn't make like a different analogy for the cowboys. I was waiting for like a rhinestone cowboy or something to come out.